Recording in progress. Perfect. Good evening, everybody. And welcome to the August 23rd uh, Master Plan uh, Committee meeting. Uh, just a few notes here. The meeting will be held at the municipal building in the third floor uh, training room at 355 East Central Street, 6.30 p.m. tonight. We are about four minutes behind schedule, roughly. Uh, the note to residents, all citizens are welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. The meetings will also be live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. Uh, I believe that's actually slated to change, isn't it, Pete, to Channel 8 at some point? Changing channels, Pete? Are we changing channels to 8 at some point? Comcast. Comcast? Uh, everything's changing on the 29th. On the 29th. Okay, so on the 29th, Comcast is going to go over to what channel, Pete? Uh, I think it's 8. The public access channel will be on 6. 6. The educational channel will move to 8. Okay. And the government channel will move to 9. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Recordings of meetings are available on Franklin TV's Franklin Town Hall TV uh, YouTube channel. Additionally, in an effort to maximize citizens' engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or Zoom. Uh, link to access the August 14, 2023 subcommittee meeting is below. Um, then click open Zoom or copy or paste the URL that's listed below. Uh, the call in phone number is 1929205 and enter the meeting ID 81087200199 and then press pound. Again, that call in number is 1929205 and enter the meeting ID 8108720199 and then press the pound symbol. Now we have a few things on our agenda for tonight, but prior to getting into the three things that are listed here, um, and Amy for future agenda items, um, I'd like to add in uh, subcommittee reports as one of our discussions, uh, pretty much gonna be on a, on a regular basis from this point forward. Um, with everyone's permission, I'd like to add an item to the agenda that is really just a subcommittee report, just to go back and hear from the chairs of each of the subcommittees um, with their feedback and uh, in, in, uh, questions and stuff relative to the subcommittees um, that they may have. I'd like to ultimately get that, that type of information up front and out of the way first. Does that sound like a, a fair thing to do? Yes. Okay. Good. Everyone's permission, uh, and, and Amy, just to let you know, I'm going to be opening this up to discussion and to the public, to the subcommittees. So I'm going to start off with the chair, uh, Janelle. Um, um, open space, I'm sorry, the land use, is she here? She's moving All right, let's go to Ken. How's it? Janelle's online. Is she online? Janelle's online. I'm here, Glenn. Okay. Hi, Janelle. I just had to unmute. Oh, welcome. All right. Oh, yeah. Now I'm big. Um, okay. So you are looking for just a. Can everyone hear me okay? Yes. All right. Um, we met as a land use and zoning subcommittee on um, the evening of August 14th. And, and had a good meeting. We, the agenda was primarily reviewing the 2013 um, master plan goals and talking through what um, 
what had changed, what is uh, what was missing, uh, what is um, you know maybe no longer relevant, or things we wanted to make sure we we added in this update. Uh, and, and and we had a good um, a good discussion on that. One of the one of the topics that uh, that came up in our group, which was a, a sort of a bigger question, was where stormwater management might fit in the in the master plan. And I'm just going through my notes of the meeting. Um, there were the administrative things that we had talked about, things like um, just making sure the subcommittee meetings. Uh, that the audio is clear so that they can be recorded in, in minutes from the recordings. And then a couple of the um, additional goals that we felt were very relevant for land use and zoning and would be worthwhile for the, the whole master plan up, uh, update committee to hear were things like um, a goal to make sure we're, we're having effective communications about what land use is with the general population. You know, just um, being able to define and help people understand what, what this component is of a master plan. To just help manage expectations and communication between the residents and the town related to land use and zoning. We thought that was important to, to pull out as a clear goal. And then um, thinking through what the what the permitting process is as a goal. Those were things that we didn't see in the 2013 master plan. So I think that's a, a bit of an overview of our of our discussion from the 14th. Okay. And your next scheduled meeting is we don't have one on the books yet. We wanted to wait till we saw the full work plan from the consultants. Okay. Uh, it was it was aiming on monthly, but we didn't nail one down yet, pending this evening's review of the work plan. Okay. Perfect. Do you uh, do you have any specific questions, Janelle, for Amy? Is Barrett on tonight, Amy? No, Barrett. Um, Bear isn't on tonight because a lot of the items weren't pertaining to them, but okay. um, when we get on to future agenda items, I can bring that up. Okay. Um, just for future purposes, I think, um, especially at our next meeting, uh, when the subcommittees kind of get into the, to the nuts and bolts of the elements that they have, there's a lot of data that's on those elements, like, for instance, demographics, uh, current housing stock, Etc. Etc. Et which it's logical to assume that's their responsibility to get much of that that data correct. Um, yeah. So where we're at um, with beta is um, they're currently in the interview process. They they're uh, I think I said at the last meeting. So they they're finishing up their interviews next week. Um, they'd like to get on the agenda probably within the next month month and a half and provide um, the master planning committee all the results and what they heard back from those. Um, they get a copy of all the meeting minutes um, from our meetings as long and the subcommittee meetings. So they're staying on board 
with that stuff now. Um, kind of our contract with them, it wasn't going to be every single master plan meeting, but when it starts getting into the nitty gritty and it starts getting into that stuff, that they will be attending more. So they did view this agenda item and it kind of, um, they put the timeline together themselves. I think I put that on the drive. Um, and they're working on that basis, but uh, I think we're going to start with trying to get um, the interview results back within the next month, update this, the committee on those, and then see how we want to move forward with that. Okay. So I know there's, like, for instance, one of the, um, I don't know who's, but one of the questions that came up, uh, particularly at the Housing and Economic Development Subcommittee meeting, was a question about demographics, and there's a table in the economic development element from the 2013 master plan version uh, that contained data from 2000, I believe, 2000, 2010, right? Correct. So it, it was really kind of outdated, and didn't know if that was something that Barrett and Beta It's kind of it's kind of one of those doc, the, the data elements that mm -hmm. really is going to suit all of the, so the subcommittees. We have a lot of those resources because we just updated the um, housing production plan, mm -hmm. I think what, from 2021. Mm -hmm. um, all that data is going to be in that plan. Okay. Um, that you, you can, in honestly, beta is going to be pulling off that plan to put together the same amount of data for the master planning committee. Mm -hmm. So um, That's off the 2021. That's the most recent um, house, the housing production plan. So all that data for housing production will be in that plan. Perfect. And feel free to ask me if you guys like, if you think Beta's gonna have something or I might have something, you know, reach out to me. I can say yay or nay. I might have the information for you, produce it right away. I might say oh, I don't have it yet. Um, so if you're ever missing anything, feel free to reach out to myself or Brian and say, do you have, this data or that data at any time, and we can tell you if we have it or we don't. Perfect. Janelle, do you have any <clears throat> further questions on behalf of the land use and, and zoning subcommittee? I um, what we used was the um, the 2020 update on the the implementation um, items, and it it seemed like most of the ones related to land use and zoning had been completed um, and then there were some in progress and so I know I I had asked um, Amy and Brian if any of those in progress ones from 2020 have been completed if there's if there's more detail there that would be helpful for our, our subcommittee On that note about additional items, um, we pulled in not only the housing production plan, but also the need to look at the uh, Town of Franklin market study, uh, Franklin for All, open space plans, and a number of bylaws and policies as a part of it too. By the way, this is the economic <coughs> housing and economic development uh, um, committee. We what we did was, and we know we we laid out a lot of homework for for us all and especially to review the five goals in more detail. Uh, we talked a lot about outcomes and what we want to think about as outcomes, what Franklin could and should be, and the things that came up for us to really explore a little bit more on um, uh, diversity uh, and demographics. 
financial productivity, local business support, community feel and placemaking, employee and workplace housing, uh, looking at issues like zoning non-compliance, metrics from, that we could gather from other places as a way to benchmark. Uh, we got into conversations about uh, other data points that might be necessary, but also looking at key industries for the next generation and how, how interestingly, when you read the uh, economic development piece, it was 10 years ago and it is such a different world in 10 years, particularly around industries that we would look at uh, then versus now. There were also some conversations about business innovation, business districts and how we improve those. Outreach to different small businesses and transportation, of course, was one of those aspects that came up, as well as looking at uh, a vision and visions for opportunities. So we laid out a lot of questions, mostly around outcomes as a way for us to focus a little bit. But uh, right now, the hard work is trying to update and also pull in a number of other reports, policies, and um, bylaws that will fit into uh, thinking about these conversations. Do you have any questions at this time for the staff, or you feel comfortable putting any of those questions in an email? I, I think we feel we'll feel comfortable putting a lot of information in those emails, and the folks who sat in the committee pretty knowledgeable, and I think we know how to integrate a bunch of stuff there. Uh, but Amy, I'll be in touch with a few things. Sure. Um, do you happen to have a date set for your next meeting? No, we will do that. We wanted to get here first. Perfect. I'm just curious. All right. Over to you, Kobe, for the Community Services Facilities and Circulation. Yeah, we met on the 14th uh, and mostly talked about um, what topics we wanted to uh, expand upon in this uh, that uh, wasn't fully included in uh, last master plan, um, as well as possible data uh, needs that we have. So some of the things that we talked about um, for concepts uh, talking more about technology as a community service and as it relates to community services, as well as talking more about community groups uh, that are filling services um, that might not be offered uh, by the government and, and understanding their needs. Um, some of the data pieces, if possible, uh, that came up. Um, budget forecasting, which was partially uh, just done, at least the operating budget, um, if we're able to extend that out five more years, um, slash extend that to the capital uh, budget forecasting, that would be a helpful piece. Um, employee compensation relative to other communities across, uh, across different um, departments. Uh, I, again, I know there was a, a employee study uh, recently, maybe that has uh, sufficient data if, if we're able to access it. Um, and uh, space utilization data uh, of the currently uh, municipally owned uh, spaces, do um, each of them have some sense of how much uh, their buildings are being used, or community spaces uh, are being used? Um, you know, is there some clear schedule that we can compile that data? Uh, on the circulation piece, um, I'd say the only real uh, addition that wasn't in the last master plan is talking about EV charging and EV charging uh, network, but we certainly ex expect that uh, we'll be talking a lot about walkability uh, and bikeability uh, in this one. Um, 
think those were all uh, the additional pieces. One thing to look for uh, is we agreed that we want to check out some of these uh, facilities in person, and so we're likely going to do a facilities tour and possibly even be doing that by bike. So if anyone wants to join us for that, um, that'll be coming up. You'd be happy to know I rode my bike today. Nice. I rode, I rode it to, to Joe's place to get my car because my, my car broke down. And I said, what the Did hell? Feel I'll, take, safe? I'll take my bike. I don't know if the cars felt safe when you on my bike. And then we have a, a, a poll out for finding our dates. And we're, we're really looking to arrive on a set time and then have monthly. Okay. Um, but you don't know what's in there. No, okay. Because I know a lot of the discussion really kind of focuses around the timeline that we're going to talk about yep. in just a few minutes. Um, all right. Over to you, Gino. Sustainability. Yes, we also reviewed the, the sustainability-related items from the 2013 master plan and noted some places where we thought there should be some changes as well as the additions. Um, in particular, I would say we, we um, thought there should be more focus on resiliency as well as public education to promote uh, private efforts towards sustainability. And then we, um, we went through a whole list of sustainability-related items that uh, they're not really, I don't have them organized right now, but um, we will need to focus more on those and prioritize. And um, it, one thing that did become clear is the, the overlap with the other uh, subject topic areas that we definitely will have some um, right. coordination there. Call from our meeting the other night. Um, and, and just, I know many people have read this report, um, but goal six, for the most part, on all the, on all the elements is actually the sustainability goal. So, Amy, to you, question. And I know that the, the elements aren't set in stone because it's kind of what we discussed, it's kind of a, a guide from the state to build a master plan. Would it be logical to build an element that's solely sustainability? Yeah, that's the plan. That's why we, we, we so from the 2013 plan, yeah. they kind of put the um, sustainability in each element. We are deciding to pull that out and do a whole separate element. Um, it doesn't go to the state, it's actually kind of a, 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 a town plan. Yeah. Uh, so it, we'd like to put kind of as Gino is referring to, his sustainability element will probably include uh, a goal for each element in the plan. So they're probably going to have a goal for land use and a, and a goal for housing and a goal for facilities. So that's all going to go together. It's not going to be number six in okay. each element. Okay. Nope, that makes good sense because it's, it's just adding adding another element is Gina, did you have any specific questions on the Apple system? No, Something but... Amy or to the staff? No, not at this point, but in, but in anticipation of your next question, we have set up another meeting okay. for uh, September 18th. September 18th? Okay. Um, has everybody been getting the invites to the meetings that go through Google? Because when mm -hmm. we set up meetings in Google, and we put a list of invitees and it sends out an invite to everybody and then it should show up on your calendar on Google. 
So if anyone's having any technical issues with that, uh, let me know and get it straightened out. All right. Perfect. Good to know. Megan, Ooh, open right. space. You guys met first. Yeah, we did. So we had our open space Recreation. and recreation, um, plus our natural, cultural, and historic resources. We decided to tackle this in two, really separating the two um, components there. So we started with open space and recreation, seeing we already have our OSRP um, through Conservation Commission. So what we did is we just went through the 2013 um, goals and objectives to kind of look to see what goals we've met, what goals we still need to work on and possibly adjust. And we're going to reconcile um, these goals with the um, newly updated OSRP. The OSRP is being presented to town council and then submitted to the state. So the presentation for town council is on Wednesday, September 6th. So before I put a lot of work into this, I'm going to wait till we have our final um, draft from Brickalai and Conservation Commission um, to really go forward. We certainly had some questions that came out of our um, overview of the goals and objectives from 2013, but they were all, um, we had a specific person to go to for each of them, so we've already reached out to a lot of people for answers with that. I think the one question that I wanted to sort of pose tonight, because um, I don't quite know where to go with this, but we started a conversation on, um, with uh, Roger Trahan who came to join us that night on the possibility of um, transforming Franklin into a right to farm community. And so Roger brought that up. He sent me some information. Um, I don't necessarily see this as fitting in open space, so I'm not sure where it fits. And I'm not, not sure if everyone I can send through the information I have. So what Roger sent me through so far is where the legislation behind both Middleborough and Medway having it um, as being right to farm communities and just as a reference for us. So. I like the idea of it. I just am not sure where it fits, and I think it needs to maybe be a broader conversation to figure out where's the right space for this, um, if this is something that we're gonna, gonna go forward with. So I'm not sure if everyone wants me to kind of send the information that Roger sent me, and everyone can take a, a look at it and have a think about it, um, and we can kind of circle back to this conversation. Uh, that almost sounds like an economic, uh, not to throw it back to the Chair of Economic Development, that sounds almost like an economic development, maybe the subcommittee of the council, discussion because ultimately it would be the council that would vote on putting forth some legislation that would allow for the, the So do, do we write it into the master plan as absolutely assess as, as, as goal. assess yeah. whether this is the right move for Franklin that, to that would fall mm -hmm. I would think yeah. land use and zoning. Okay. I think that would go over to Janelle's group and that would probably fall under land of the group Miss Agricultural <laughs> Oh, well, well um, I think at the sustainability meeting we discussed it as well yep. um, because we also we feel like we, we have the sustainability of our natural resources, that agriculture is part of that, and um, we've already added it to, uh, thanks to Eric, we've already added it to the master plan, the title. So um, it's, a, it's a sustainability issue mm -hmm. as well. Um, how do we make sure that our farms that we have here, we don't lose them? Yeah, absolutely. And so that would be, um, but it, I think it's actually in the Medway master plan, and so we'll, I'll um, talk to Roger about it and see where it is in their plan, and then maybe we can, we can get that, we can figure out where we want to put it in this plan. Thank you. Mr. Chair, Janelle's got her hand up. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Janelle. 
That's okay. Um, so we did talk about it in land use and zoning. And um, one note, I did look through the Medway master plan and I didn't find anything in it. So no, perhaps no. it was some other document that Medway put together, but in their master plan, I did a search for anything about right to farm, farming, agriculture, and, and there wasn't anything about creating a right to farm community. Perhaps I just missed it. So Janelle, um, so be, Janelle what? Uh, it'd be great to see what Roger had put yeah, together. I'll forward that through. Um, he sent me their actual bylaws, so it's a right to farm bylaw, Article 31 um, for the town of Medway and their general bylaws. Um, it's just a two-page PDF, so I'll send that through. Okay. Okay, and then the other thing we thought of um, in the land use and zoning subcommittee was there are certain protections about right to farm from the state, mm -hmm. and we didn't know if that would be sufficient or if this is something that Franklin wanted to go above and beyond um, state right to farm. So that was a question that we had just talked through ourselves that we decided to, to table for now, but uh, that was our thinking on it. If there's already um, protections from the state, perhaps we, we don't need to, to reinvent, but that would also be helpful to see what Medway and Middleborough pulled together if they went above and beyond. Absolutely. I will send that through. Thank you. All right, that pretty much ends the subcommittee reports. Does anyone uh, have anything else? Any, any comments or discussions from anyone from the subcommittees? Then I'll just say as far as next meeting for open space yes. and recreation, I'm just waiting to uh, for Brigalai to be back from vacation to see if she has a update on uh, when she thinks the finalized version of OSRP will be done. So I'm thinking end of September, but I'll work on a finalized date with everybody after that. Perfect. So speaking of vacation, okay. Can I just yeah. thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just I, I, I just had a question for Janelle. So I had, um, I wrote down that one of the goals was the permitting process, and I was just wondering, like, what about it that they wanted to do about it? From the open space zoning? From the land use and zoning. Before we got off the, but, she, but we don't have to, she doesn't have to come back on and, and say anything, I guess, but I was just wondering what about the permitting, permitting process was, did they want to look at? Um, are you referring to the right to farm? No, no, the um, the land use and zoning meet subcommittee. I think Janelle said they were you made additional goals, um, yeah. make sure effective communications, and then mm -hmm. the permitting process. I didn't know what she meant by the permitting process. Like, no. do you want to ask Janelle? Yeah, Janelle. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Janelle. So, um, yeah, when when we were going through the 2013 goals. Um, we were thinking, because in, in the 2020 update, most of the action items under the goals have been completed. So we thought, wow, this is our opportunity to take these themes and put new action items and, and uh, really think about what are some of the, um, some of the challenges that, that we as a small subcommittee are seeing. Um, in Franklin, not so much challenges, opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. With with uh, with these goals of better utilization of our, our land, right? That that's one of the one of the broader themes. And 
thinking about um, if there is an opportunity here to reevaluate a permitting process, uh, that was something that we thought we would we would dig into. But that's as far as it went. Okay. You know, this was our, our first brainstorming session. <laughs> okay, thank you, Janelle. I just I think it's a great idea, and I was just wondering, like. Um, I just didn't know if you had more information about it, but I think it's a great idea to do that. So thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You're welcome. Um, so I was going to say was that in regards to vacation, I apologize. I, I, I was on vacation last week. I actually took a vacation. I never, hardly ever take a vacation. Uh, went down to Florida with my family. And um, I, did I did try to chime in on, on a couple of meetings to see how, how things were going. Uh, Zoom link was kind of spotty in some instances. So, and I promised I'd come up with a plan to try to resolve that problem. So what we have here in front of me uh, is what's called an OWL. Uh, this was used uh, last week for sustainability and for uh, housing. And this particular device right here, it's called Handy, it's about yay big. Uh, it's located in, and I sent an email out earlier today to everybody showing pictures where this is located, the black shelving in the Franklin TV production room in the town council chambers on the bottom shelf. This is where this would be located. And I spoke to Pete earlier, and he said that that room is always unlocked. So if you need to go in and borrow it, uh, this is a very handy tool. Uh, I did get some insight from Pete earlier saying that this really only works well in a small room. So 205 is an ideal squat um, for this to use. What's super cool about it, and it, it puzzled me when I first saw it, the camera's actually on top, and it does a 360 degree view, so if I'm talking, it actually points towards me, and that shows up on the screen, but it still shows everyone else in the room as well. Um, but I do request that after the meetings are completed to please box it back up, put it back on the bottom shelf on the left-hand side of the front TV room, and um, this will be very handy for any future meetings. So that, that this will definitely cure the issues we had in the last few months. Um, it's really simple to use. Two cables on it. Yep. Do we plan to use them for these meetings as well? For, for these bigger meetings? Yeah. No, because we have the. Because we have the open. Yeah, we have the open. And also, from what Pete said, it only really works on a smaller scale. Yeah, it would definitely work here, but we don't use it. No, these cameras work pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus, Pete's done such a great job getting these cameras, cameras set up and stuff. So, Okay, moving on. Let's take us to the agenda. Does anyone have anything in relation to the subcommittees before I move on to the next agenda? Hey, Steve, welcome. And by the way, for the record, Steve Sherlock, Franklin TV, is here potentially recording. All right. So everybody should have received uh, three documents when you came in. The first item on the, on the agenda for tonight is marketing flyer and logo. Over to you, Amy. Are you referring to the, I, I brought it up earlier, there it is. Draft imagery, Franklin, Vision Franklin. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I thought, so yeah, the last meeting, I know they had brought up that. I, I, I know the committee was kind of skeptical of different opinions about going with that. Um, I think we referred to Mel and, 
Aaron to um, kind of come up with a different logo if the committee wants a different logo um, or colors or whatever. So I did get an email from Aaron. I think that she shared um, that she had a couple ideas that um, could be uh, for Franklin's future. Um, and some of the taglines could go above it is help us to form Franklin's future or join us to form Franklin's future. So I think at this time, um, I thought, and we also talked about trying to put together some type of flyer just to just get it out there like, hello, we're doing the master plan. Um, I'm not so worried about getting it out there because we really, we have a lot of opportunities to put it anywhere we want to put it. It's just trying to get it together. Okay. I know we discussed that Aaron and Mel are going to be working on the brochure. Um, just for the record, so everyone knows, uh, we are going to be having a booth at the Harvest Festival on September 30th, um, specifically for the Master Plan. All are welcome to, to join in on that event. I'm sure everyone will be at the Harvest Festival. Um, but what we're hoping to do is kind of nail down some of the imagery and some of the brochures um, in any other literature necessary to promote the master plan at the Harvest Festival. So, um, anything come up so far, Ben? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's uh, suggestions, I think. Yeah, I think, I think that we just weren't sure whether we were waiting on an updated logo from Lily or whether we should be putting that together, and so I didn't want to step on Toast. I didn't. I yeah. I didn't want to create something before we, you know, knew what our what was supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, one yeah. of the things. One of the things I think we we did mention last time was that um, when you just say Franklin, people when you Google that a lot of times you get Franklin, Tennessee. So I was thinking like you know what that's driving me crazy. So I have to see if that's true. <laughs> Like, but your computer's going to default to your, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. But I, I just envision Franklin Mount. I mean, isn't it, like, can't we just, like, envision Franklin Matt? Or, like... Matt. 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 Right? With an H. <laughs> 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 if I wrote it, yes. Franklin would just the zip code for the year on the side. But I... I there's no... There's no computer. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah. on the boring yeah. side, but right to the point. Right. Tennessee, there you go. That's right. Um, That's why we can't yeah. use it. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. There are 41 communities or entities, legal entities in the United States with Franklin. 41? 41. I'm sure Franklin, Tennessee has done a lot on there, you know, to, um, I, I just need to move up on the Google rankings, apparently. Got to get a meta score up, too. Yeah. 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 Well, the side note, franklinmatters.com <laughs> is owned by Franklin, Tennessee. Get out. Really? That's why franklinmatters.org uh, and .net uh, exist, because uh, I wasn't going to pay them to get .com. They already had it. <laughs> uh, uh, so the idea was really interesting. Zip code is is a good idea. Show years ago, 9057, TV show, something. Beverly Hills. I don't know what it is. 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 I don't
form. Form Frank Lutz feature. I, I mean, so I am happy to like put something together with that with that or whatever and send it or send around like an idea, but um, I just wasn't sure, you know, whether the logo one, like whether Lily wants to finalize the logo or whether no. that was something that we, Honestly, can, we can move forward with. I, I, I spoke with Lily mm. uh, at the beginning of the week okay. and, and she's she's like inundated with school stuff because she, oh. she, she actually works, the school. she gets half mm -hmm. paid by the school and half paid by the town and she does a lot of work for the schools. I mean, met, I believe actually many of the newer logos and stuff that the school has is, is always, always doing mm -hmm. And um, she's just a little overwhelmed, yeah. uh, which is which is why this 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 graphic here, this original graphic that we came up with, we can always. But here's here's a question I'm going to pose to to, to you guys. Less the word envision. What style, or do you think any one of these styles? Do you think would be suitable? It would just change the word envision to something else. It would just keep the Franklin. Jen? Uh, through the chair, and this is a question, I guess, to maybe town council or anyone who works for the town. Maybe it's a question to Lily. Does Franklin have a brand standard? Do we have a, a, a portfolio of fonts and colors? And it feels like every single thing we put out looks completely different. And so unlike when you go to Franklin, Tennessee's yep. website where all the fonts are the same and it's very simple mm -hmm. and it all reads is like from one page to the next, whether it's the OSPR or it's the master plan or it's the advertising for something else, yep. it feels like it's all part of the same town, personally I think that should be part of the master plan, I guess that's maybe a question, can we fold that into our image, our brand, our goals, uh, and it all ties to this discussion, and what I'm hearing is there isn't, um, but it would be nice that when we, the graphics are developed, if there was some consistency with what is put out sort of related to all these different efforts going on. answer that question? Yeah, so we, uh, the town has received state funding to uh, do exactly that, to um, a full branding with the style guide. Uh, I'm just gonna start with redoing uh, the actual seal, just agreeing on a single seal, um, and then it's gonna work uh, from there into getting a logo and a tagline and consistent you know, font and, and coloring and all of that. That's gonna. That's a. That's a multi-year process. that's happening right now. It won't be done uh, in time for this. There was a thought at one point to sort of do them one and the same, and I think we decided that uh, they're gonna be two sort of concurrent uh, processes. Uh, certainly related. Certainly, they're you know those focus groups are going to borrow a lot from how we're currently uh, planning to vision ourselves. Um, but yeah, we won't have that in time for. Uh, so we're sort of going rogue on our own car. <laughs> right. Well, through the chair, uh, I guess I would just ask, well, maybe not anybody, maybe it's just my opinion. It feels like we should have fonts that are just easy to read at a glance, mm -hmm. not a ton of cursive. It feels like we should have blue in there. Yeah. It feels like we shouldn't necessarily bring in extra things just just because, like every every color, every font, every word should have 
of purpose or some relationship to Franklin and things that have been successful in the past. If, if it's helpful, the high school has a style guide, consistent coloring. Is that published? Uh, it, I saw it at one point, um, but I don't know whether I saw it publicly or internally. But they have consistent imagery. Probably helpful to, as colors. a reference point. If, if I can guess, I, I'm not going to be a uh, design uh, expert, nor will I care too much about what the final uh, design is, but it seems like for us to create that design, which should be quick, I mean, we can't push this off forever because we need to start getting yep. uh, some marketing off, yep. then that title, whatever that title is, we just got to agree on it and right. put someone smarter than me and tell them to design. Mm -hmm. uh, can Erin re read Yeah, I was just going to say, you just read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, going off of an alternative to the Ambition Franklin, I had been thinking of just form Franklin's future. I want people to be able to say like, oh, I can participate in this. So when you see a mailing or an email, an email or posters in the library or whatever it is, you know, you kind of have above it the help us to or join us to, depending on what we're advertising. That's all the biggest stuff you see. People at a quick glance can say, this is something that I can be in and then you can get more information. That was my thought. Mm -hmm. For Franklin's future. Lots of apps. Yeah, how many very Google that? You know? <laughs> we did, we, I, yeah, I did Google it. Does anybody else use that one? No. Oh, Franklin, okay. Tennessee does not pop up. <laughs> or any other Franklin's. Triple F. So you. <laughs> I, use, I use it. <laughs> my triple F is forced family fun. I think it works well because seems, seems like it um, <laughs> we want people to join us and we want them to come yeah. up with a this is a, this is the plan for the future of Franklin yeah right and so I like right. what Aaron's suggesting I felt like including the like projection year and that sort of thing is like people won't necessarily know like a master plan plans this far out like they don't know what that dates for that is to me confusing yeah. like no, I agree. to just somebody that's going to pass by and say, this is something that I can be a part of. Mm -hmm. And we want it to be welcoming. Right? right, yeah. I like how you could graphically play with the words. Like sometimes form could be really small and it could just, and it could be Franklin's future. Or sometimes it could be more of a yep. form or something, the F or. Yeah, absolutely. And like I've been looking on the, the school website and the town website to pull colors. Um, like we just talked about too. Yeah. Would the word imagine Franklin seem a little odd? I'm just looking at the synonyms, right? Vision. And, and, and image is one of them, or, or imagine Franklin. But I feel like Franklin like already, like Franklin already exists as something we should, we're proud of. It's not like we're trying to think up something that it could be that it's not. I feel like in some ways, even though it's aspirational, it kind of has a little bit of a negative connotation to it. Maybe it sounds ironic, but. 
Yeah, I mean, my feeling would be, again, like you want people to get the email, the mailer, the, see the sign, and immediately know what it is. I, this is what it is, and I can be a part of it, like quickly, you know? Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the most important part. Definitely. Okay. Right. So form Franklin future, what was the other word you said? Uh, the like above, like yeah. it could be join us to or help us to or you know, we can switch it out depending on if there's a specific thing that we're calling people to attend or to fill out or to, you know. Um, I think that part can vary. Franklin's kind of almost already did. We just kind of 
tweak it where we are right now. So it's not like we have a long way to go. I was in East Boston and I saw the lower road that they started, because East Boston always had like a background. And they built these big, beautiful condos right on the water. And it says, live Eastie. Like, live Franklin. Come join us. Come live with us. Come get involved. They really, they really look good. And they got a big post on the side of the Live East on the abbreviation East Boston. But here we live Franklin. Something on the nature. Yeah, I think it's a good thought. I think that part of that branding uh, study will be how do we advertise uh, to outsiders uh, and insiders. And that feels like a different process than how do we invite people to participate into the master plan? Yes, no, it does. Right, so something like Live Franklin would be a better like tagline for like a marketing campaign, right? Than, uh, than the master, master plan. Maybe. Makes sense. Anything else, Jeff? No. Anyone else? Comments? Okay. Uh, anybody just get all this? <laughs> um, I know it might go ahead and the chair. Um, I think if the um, committee would like to move forward with that tagline, that we let Aaron move forward with developing um, uh, of the flyers and stuff. I mean, we can. I, I think at least um, having or you working with committee members or however you guys want to want to work it out, putting together some drafts. Um, we can have Lily. Do some editing. We can do all the printing. We can we can definitely do that um, with the staff here. But I think it's just putting that material together would um, would be helpful to move forward. And then from there, we can work with Lily to make any edits or changes, and we can do all the printing and distribution and that kind of stuff. Is there in regards to having Lily make edits and in regards to getting printing and everything else done? And now, best being the twentieth. Of September, mm -hmm. um, what would you feel like a, a, a useful due date would be to have that? Uh, that's nice. Does the committee, committee want to review it before it goes out? So the Harvest Festival is about the 30th? Well, that's actually one of the questions I was going to throw out to the committee. I think it's does, September does, 30th. Does the committee, yeah, our next meeting is 13th, September 13th. Mm -hmm. um, that won't, that's a little too too far out to kind of get this through. So we, ideally, we'd like to have by the 13th uh, literature done and, and get ready for the Harvest Festival. Is that feasible? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My kids are going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> for, for what it's worth, just repeating, I, I, I don't see this committee as a whole being uh, any style experts and I don't feel some need to vote on the logo. I'm glad that we got some say in the, in the name, uh, but from there, you know, I, I, have, <laughs> I, I have to agree with my chair, my co-chair, he's definitely, he's my co-chair. I'm on the same board with him. You, you guys, cool. you're the experts. Um, I'll just tell you, you're far better at it than I am. Join us at the Harvest Festival. Brings me to the next question. Does 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 the committee as a whole feel comfortable? It's just kind of a yay or nay uh, of allowing Aaron and Mel to kind of move forward with coming up with that literature. Yeah. Sure. 
Um, they, you have the baseball cross all the rec teams. That might be a better way of getting a hold of parents versus the schools. Um, and we got the rec li the library, uh, newcomers club that the grades and the parent organization. So those are definitely all options. <coughs> Once we have all our information together, we have our flyer and QR code. So if I mean we I can easily update this plan to include these comments. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any additional comments through the chair. Yeah, yeah, through the chair. Um, one of we, we had some conversations as we were developing a mission about inclusivity um, in our community. And uh, two thoughts around that. Number one is um, not everyone in our community speaks English. Um, and what we may be able to do to translate some of the material as uh, the school does, uh, school district does in their newsletters that they send out. Um, and number two is uh, there are underrepresented communities with in Franklin, um, they may not participate in sports. They may not be going to some of these events. Um, and I, I don't know if there's some sort of way we can engage the Cultural Council a little bit more here in town to identify who those community, underrepresented community groups are and what we can do to invite them and welcome them to participate in uh, this uh, process that we're going through. That's a good question. To, to the Sorry. Just, just to add to that, because um, I was going to bring up something similar, I mean, maybe a good starting point would be not just the cultural council, but the, the interview list represented a lot of different departments um, in towns that cover quite a diverse um, representation of our residents. So it might, maybe it's worth um, asking the chairs or the people representing some of these groups how, what they think the best way to reach their um, target audience may be. Um, related to, uh, I don't know if it's Janelle or Aaron who, uh, about s schools, uh, I agree they're probably want to keep things separate. However, seeing as we don't have a formal consultant engaged to do a thorough uh, evaluation of our school facilities and master plan of our schools specifically yet, or at least that's my understanding, or we do? Amy. Well, the chair. The chair. <laughs> they did do a study. They did a facility study. Recently. It's part yes. of the schools, yes. Yes. There is a study out there for facilities. Steve? If I may add, through the chair, uh, based on an interview with the superintendent today and based on my participation in the school committee meeting last night, there is a subcommittee of the school committee to bring forward the process of the facility analysis to determine the future. Uh, there was a prior study. It excluded some things. Some were added based on the last facility analysis and their redistricting piece. They're putting that new analysis, and they also chose to leave master plan out of the planning to avoid confusion in communications with this work that's going forward. So yes, they are doing a facility analysis to determine their entire piece. It's beginning in September. Okay, thanks, thanks for clarifying. Uh, so it sounds like engagement for parents in terms of input on school specific items as it relates to the master plan will be handled through that separate study. 
at yes. least in regards to the facility needs, the educational needs of the facility, exteriors as, as well. Infrastructure yeah. utilization. Yeah. Okay. Um, my last. Uh, comment or question in terms of outreach and surveys, and I brought this up a couple times, uh, and I'm not sure if this is a, a fair thing or, or what, but I, I think it would prove really beneficial for us to complete a map-based survey as a part of our survey um, method, rather than just a typical sort of multiple choice. I think that uh, really understanding the way that visitors, residents, business owners, etc., perceive Franklin through location-based information will yield really telling results that may be more challenging to discern or summarize or um, uh, really pull together in a more effective way through just strictly data and, and, and typical way that we're used to seeing answers of charts and, and pie charts and graphs. Um, it's just, it's a really effective uh, tool that I've seen used in a lot of different master plans uh, and would be curious to see if Barrett or if the town could look into that form of communication. That's all, thanks. So, it would be more or less a GIS type. It's called Mapchenaire. It's a it's a it's a it's actually a website that um, you can create a survey based ask questions related to a map. Where do you like to spend your free time? Where do you go to events in town? Where do you feel safe? Where do you feel unsafe? Where do you like to bike? Where is your favorite place to walk? Uh, you know, where, how do you like to? Where are your biggest challenges around parking? You know, just and, it, and, and by people picking locations on a map, all of the answers quickly show like hot spots related to specific questions, and it's really fascinating to see. Yeah, it's really easy and user friendly. Mm -hmm. it, it just you'd be shocked to see, and it relates to demographics. So people, it's anonymous, but you're getting responses where people feel safe to see the response of a 20 year old female may be very different compared to their spots of a six-year-old male. Right. And so graphically seeing it on a map is extremely informative and you get this extra added layer of information that you don't get from your typical like yes or no or prioritize you know, multiple choice questions. Yeah, so I, I was hoping that if that wasn't going to be part of the survey, I was going to talk about that as it relates to circulation of pedestrian. Uh, if you, actually, if you want to type in plan together dot city, this is how I've collected uh, community feedback, including uh, at in-person uh, events, which is as close as we get to uh, that thought. Uh, and if you click on them, they're all they're all anonymous in that. I put them in through other people. They're from other people, and so it, but it's listed as oh, okay. uh, as me and all of them. Uh, yeah, so you can click on any of them. And it's, it's very helpful to like see, and you can see like how people will say the same thing over and over. And so I was hoping to do 
that specifically around where does it feel dangerous mm -hmm. or not to get around uh, the community. I don't know if that has to be the same uh, process, but uh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are snarky. That's, that's, that's Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, any bad stuff in Franklin, Tennessee. We don't want Franklin, Tennessee tuning into our meetings. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Franklin, Massachusetts. You get Janelle Fianza. Oh, Janelle. Maybe you're on the podcast. Thanks, thank you, Kennedy, for bringing that up. Hold on, Janelle. Hi. So, great, Janelle. Yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to, um, well, I was going to uh, second it, but since Kobe seconded it, I third the idea of a map-based um, survey tool. It's it's less, um, I've, I've used it for campus planning, that kind of map. Like, where do you hang out? Where do you eat? Just that kind of thing is so telling, and you can start to see patterns. And it's really fun for people to respond, and you can do it. Um, you know, we can have iPads at these festivals and people can do it right there. Um, so it's really like an engaging activity for people to just drop these icons on them. Where's your favorite green space in Franklin? Boom, you know, they put a little tree on there. And um, you can opt, if there's an option to add a comment or not, right? That kind of thing. It's less um, quantitative data that you're getting, like you might get out of the, the questionnaire survey, but it's really qualitative stuff and you really start to see patterns and gaps and um, and it's it's good context to inform the work once we get into all the detail. No, that's a, that's a clever idea and, and Janelle, Kobe, and Jen, you're on, you're on par I think when it comes to making kind of an interactive engaging uh, tool for the citizens to kind of to, to give us feedback on. And the, the pin dropping, is, that's key. I like that idea. Um, so I guess, what does that ultimately generate for us, though, as far as data is concerned? I mean, it gives us some useful feedback in regards to some things that the citizens might have, but how does that, how does that play into the master plan? As a whole, I would suggest that unless it's going to be very difficult, we're not even going to try to get a representative sample of Franklin, right? So, any quantitative data, we have to be very, very wary about using to say that it's representative of the average uh, Franklin resident. Essentially, all we're ever going to take. Uh, is qualitative, uh, and so I, I'm less concerned about the loss of too scientific. I'd be more concerned about 60% uh, of our respondents said that, um, I don't know, they want a, 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 I don't know, a, a cat park. Uh, <laughs> and we will now have to do a cat park because, you know, I don't know. It, I would be worried about overusing a sign uh, of qualitative as opposed to uh, calling Quite it all uh, qualitative. Yeah. Fair enough. Janelle, did you have any other comments? Yeah, just, just one other note. This is the kind of thing, if you imagine we had um, 
focus group meetings with big maps and people could put dots and stickies on the map. Right. Right? But it's virtual. And then by uh, having this tool uh, built with our consultants, I think that was maybe Jen's initial comment is can we ask Beta and Barrett to do something like this? Because then we have someone to analyze the data. They're the ones then looking at, oh, this is where you know half of the, the respondents said their favorite read space is here. And then all the other read spaces are, you know, split up individually. Well, then you need to focus on this this space. That would be something that they might see in the data. Fair enough, Jen. Uh, I'll also just add um, what I've seen in the past, and I I don't know if the town can do this or if it's in the budget. But if you incentivize participation with a chance to win. $50 Amazon gift card it goes miles just a chance like like we'd have to buy two Amazon gift cards and and people just want that are not allowed to $25 less than, less than 50 yeah. is it less than 50 okay it's it's a slippery slope when it comes to providing incentive incentives because ultimately, you may be, you may think that you're offering, say, a five dollar gift card or something, but it would how many publicly? I'm just saying, like the the, the town cards. publicly says they have one gift card. It's it's funded as a part of. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's worth asking Attorney Sorrell. It just. No, I know exactly it, what Attorney Sorrell's going to say. It, it it it's amazing how the participation rates spike significantly. Everybody will participate just to say something, just to just to possibly win the lottery. Yeah. They'll put forty responses. I, don't know. On I mean, I don't think people are like that. Like that's like conniving. I don't know. Right. I, I I've, I've never been fond of incentivizing because it it, it, it and to, to Joe's point is it, is it's, you don't you don't always get an accurate response from incentivizing somebody. And, 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 and to your point, as far as the uh, the town of Franklin's legally cannot use taxpayer money to for any other type of efforts other than taxable, other than resident. If I donate, if I personally donate, I get It's still going towards the town of Franklin's master plan okay. use, and it, it's, a con it's a potential conflict of interest. So, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a slippery slope when it comes to those things. But we always have to be careful when we say, okay, what is our intentions? What are what are our goals of using any potential funding towards the master plan? And ultimately, well, how are those resources going to be used? Because it, A, it has to be, it, the public has to know, because if we're gonna be putting any kind of funding towards anything, like for instance, for the grants and the funding that goes towards Bader and Barrett's research and all that money, that's, that's, that's a contract that the town through the through grants and through taxpayer dollars that we have the legal right to do and with the authorization of the town um, that's all legal. But to use taxpayer money to incentivize things is, is not, it's a conflict of interest uh, simply because it's taxpayer money and that's something we do. But Mr. Chairman, <clears throat> it is standard with survey research to include, I mean, that's just standard costs whenever you, do survey research, you want to get 
uh, high participation and part of one method to that is precisely that. You go to a survey research company and one of the things they ask is, will you and do you want to add an additional amount uh, of, of resources so that you can survey, so that you can incentivize people to survey. So this is nothing untoward or, or, or unusual, especially if, you know, I donate a free or something like that. <laughs> uh, and I'm joking. Something will like you know, a citizen who would be willing to donate to the cause. Um, even so if it's a lollipop. If Bader Barrett was given up that would be fun. That's part of the contract. I'm just asking because I know it is a proven, I'll say fact, that, that incentivization exponentially increases participation rates meaningfully in often survey. So, um, so that you don't just get people who, who are super engaged, but you may reach a little further, the people who are always on the fence, and this mm -hmm. is like the final push, or. They share it, hey, you could win this if you do this, okay. you know. It so to be fair to the discussion, uh, I'm going to throw this over to Amy. Amy, yeah, could you yeah. pose the question to Attorney Sorrell in regards to what the, the top, what, the, what, the, what the master plan committee's options are? To incentivize to uh, participation right. from the public. Mm -hmm. Could I propose uh, an auxiliary question to go along at the same time sure. that if the master plan committee, i.e. a town organization, can't do that because of such restrictions, maybe another organization might be able to generate the data that the master plan committee could still use. Students at Dean College are always looking for projects like research this, projects. research projects or classwork and those kinds of things. And we have professors who are always looking for projects like this. We do it currently with a number of uh, organizations, the, the New England Patriots, yeah. Craft Place, uh, a whole host of places. The MBTA, uh, we've done traffic studies, uh, and I'm certain that we could, we could do a uh, survey research project. Again, is there a cost? Is, is there well, a that's cost? The thing, is it, is uh, it, is I, I got a green people, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They get, an AF, they get a lot of people to participate. <laughs> to, to, to respect the discussion and the questions that are being here, because there isn't anyone here who's in a position to give a, a, a legal answer to those questions, I'm going to ask Amy to pose those questions to the town attorney, mm -hmm. Mark Sorrell, and get some feedback at the next meeting. Is that something? Mm -hmm. Fair? Through the chair, yes. just to take a step way back to talking about getting the schools involved in the master plan. Yeah. Um, I know they likely will not post anything or share anything, but they do have a news you can use, and you just need to send an email with the flyer to um, the superintendent's EA, uh, Denise Miller, mm -hmm. and they can add that to the news you can use. So at least it'll be, we can have the link posted up there. I would not foresee them having an issue with posting it. So. It's, although they may not email it out to everybody, we could at least get it shared. That's good. Okay, Kobe, you had a comment earlier. Uh, well, I was going to third or fourth the idea of looking into it uh, as someone. I worked for a survey research firm and on municipal master plans uh, and we gave incentives uh, for participation. So, not never in Massachusetts, but uh, I would look into it. Okay. Uh, 
All right, I have different thoughts throughout this. So this is particularly the communications timeline. Um, so I have timeline questions that. Uh, so you're taking it back to the document. Yeah, back to the document. If that's what we're. We're still on it. Yeah, still on the second item. Still, we're still talking about the master plan public coverage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we going to get? There's still timelines that I guess as a subcommittee chair. I would like to receive in terms of when do we need our sections finalized, uh, when do we need, uh, when can we expect the data uh, to come in, slash if we have a data request, when does that need to be uh, completed by. Um, if we're going to do a survey, do we want the subcommittees to offer up a question or two related to their committee? Uh, and if so, when would you need that by? Uh, I think those are, yeah. So there's sort of, maybe they're not communication timelines, but some of these are like, we're going to present the draft master plan in May. <coughs> okay, well, then when do you need the draft? Uh, so it, it would, that, that's a timeline that I'm, I'm uh, hoping to get at some point, hopefully soon. Uh, other thoughts? Oh, and then just in, in terms of actual outreach um, and the idea of groups, uh, I think some of the harder to reach um, places that uh, we have opportunities, I would say don't discount the food pantry. Um, that reaches a, uh, a particular community and they are they have very face-to-face -face, uh, interaction uh, with them. Uh, the housing authority uh, as well. Uh, demographically, we know that there's uh, a fairly prominent uh, Indian community that hasn't always uh, been involved uh, in Taptic, partly because um, they're not all voting uh, residents, but they certainly uh, have a say in the uh, master plans so of being conscious about uh, particularly uh, involving that community. Uh, and I'd be happy to, to workshop some, some ideas. Um, obviously the senior center, but I think we got that. And then the last one, just on the, the schools, I mean, why, why wouldn't they help us uh, get it out? Uh, maybe there's uh, certain uh, communication platforms that they prefer over others, but we're, we're on the same team, uh, and, and this is re very relevant to uh, their community. So Steve, you said? Hmm? <clears throat> I think there are multiple ways the schools can help us. Yeah. Okay. I, Amy. <laughs> Through the chair. Thank you. Um, I think that, I think everybody here, if they just want to send me emails of any single website, contact, that, I mean, we need to form the flyer first. So it's sort of yes. kind of going around the room, bringing up outreach. Any ideas you get, just load me up with emails, I'll put together a whole spreadsheet, I can get that up on the drive, um, and then people can even add to it, um, and um, you know, and then we'll, the town will take care of, of getting it out there. But I mean, every single thing you can think of, um, I'll put, we can put together a spreadsheet and people can just keep adding to it. Yep. And whether it's social media, whether it's an email, um, ideas on the website, all of that. So. 
for outreach, just, I don't know, keep it brainstorming and just send me the information and I'll get a spreadsheet out there. Sounds good. Did, share. did you want to make that an, an editable? I think it can be. I think it's fair. I think it's fair to make it edible since we have the shared drive, because um, then we won't duplicate. Or mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know what I mean? They can go down and say, "Oh, that one's That's there." Oh wait, that one's not there. Yeah. So we can get something started. Um, I'll put that on to add a spreadsheet, um, and then people can just go and keep updating it. And um, can you email us that spreadsheet once you put it together? Yeah, I'll put on my stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She can as soon yep. as she creates a document. Yes. She can share it with you know, the whole master plan, and you should get an invite to that. Yeah, I. I she does no. easier. Like to it. I like to do email and be like, "It's updated." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we know it's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I mean, yeah. So I, I think that's one way uh, at least to get that started and then we can review it at the next meeting or whatever or once we get everything together. Sounds good. All right. Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, so as we're talking about surveys and that sort of thing, I'm thinking about um, back to the marketing documents, signage, whatever it is. We want to direct people to a specific action item of what they're doing. So either that's a survey or a um, stakeholder meeting specifically or you know what can I do right now are we gonna have a survey available by the harvest festival that's a fair question how quickly do people get questions to Amy and we can generate some of those questions and have them available yeah I mean even like an initial survey I feel like there has to be some form of action item because if the if the signage itself is this is going on and we can't tell you exactly how you can participate today people are gonna not even be interested. No, it's right out of there. Like, I'm not looking at the rest of that. <laughs> so. Um, the chair, I, I know it might be a little tough for the survey, um, but something, some things we did for Franklin for All, um, when we, were, we did the Strawberry Stroll, the Harvest Festival, we didn't have the survey ready. Mm -hmm. um, we put up boards and you could write and have people write on them. You know, what, okay. what would you like to see in Franklin's future? And it's just <laughs> kind of a, say it all, say what you want to do. Maybe, yeah. a little, maybe the booth could be a little bit more interactive that way yeah. um, and just let people express their stuff right away and then kind of... Did, did we do that with the MIPC stuff too as well when yeah. they were here back? With yeah, the, the insurance for the, for the, for the, EV, yeah, the economic yeah. development. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we did that at, um, I think it was a Harvest Festival. Yeah. We did the whole put up a board and people can just write with markers on it yeah. and just... Okay. Um, what would you like to see, or what do you like best about Franklin? What don't you like best about Franklin? You put up several boards with easels and kind of get the conversation rolling. Yeah, um, brainstorming. Uh, through the chair, would we be able to create a, um, as just sort of an action item, I, I like the board idea as well, but a uh, contact list. So instead of maybe you have a QR code mm -hmm. and it comes up to a Google form where people are gonna wanna see the survey when it's available so that they know there's a survey coming that we'd love their input and then we can email the survey to this contact list. Mm -hmm. Is that right. it's, a, it's a stay involved or get on the Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like that idea. <coughs> What's the feasibility? Because that that requires someone to manage that, and that's yeah. Um, the chair. 
Well, through Lily, um, anybody who signs up on like the town website that gets, you know, whether they get the newsletters or they, they get the agendas and all that, mm -hmm. Lily can email blast them. Um, everyone who's signed up for that public information. So um, I think one of the, we, sorry. Sorry. So we can Yeah, so if anybody could so when yeah. they that that right there, that that's mm -hmm. subscribed to e news. Yeah. So when you go into that, it brings up a whole checkbox of who you want to hear from. She did add master plan committee onto oh, that. She's right. 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 She I was did. Just gonna, oh. Yeah, no, sorry now. <laughs> We're thinking the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. I was um, getting all excited. So she did so anything um, that goes up the master plan that we want to do and if the person signed up for it, they're going to get it. So maybe so it's a matter of having a QR code that that brings them to this and we let them know that if they check off the master plan that that's when they'll they'll get the yes, updates yeah, or yes. 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 Good question. Yes. Do we currently have a QR code that would direct us to the town's main website? The main website? Yeah. I know so the building is free. Yeah, it's a free. free. It's a free. Yeah. 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 There, it's a five second free task. Yeah. 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 We, we probably do. We have one for building, we had one for Franklin for all. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can make them up as we go. We were going to do one directly to the master plan committee page. Oh, yes. It was our plan for the QR code. That would be good. So, if you could sign up, people could sign up on it. Mm -hmm. Stuff we can have on that page. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was, I was just saying to Megan's point, it, it, how e the way the world works now, you scan that code and you, you're loaded in. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That's all you got to do. Uh, and not have to click yeah, yeah. on various things. It's a, it's a dot. It's, it's, a, it's a bunch of things like that. But free. We like free. Free is good. Yeah. All right. We'll work on that. And hopefully, we can get that ready for the hours. Uh, I must just say, I'm not too. I think that there is marketing of uh, stay involved, or you could, we could put the master plan uh, dates, or uh, you know, key dates, or uh, meetings. You know, I think that there is something to advertise about. You know this is happening this is coming and here are some things to start thinking about um, even if it's not here's a task that we need for you right now i agree go to the website read, yeah. read last year's i agree we can definitely put that together okay in a little time uh, moving on from the marketing and outreach plan does anyone have any last comments about the, this document or do you want Timeline. Okay. So timeline looks like there. Uh, Amy was so, was so keen to throw this together. I went through some color in it because uh, I love colors. Um, this is a, a draft copy of uh, master plan development timeline. Uh, this is a little bit kind of a, a visual as to expectations for specific items. Maybe you want to give some thoughts behind the, what you've got listed here. Sure, thank you. Um, so it's kind of broken out by um, Bain and Barrett put together their brief timeline that's on the drive. If anyone had a chance to look at it, I forgot to I print it out for tonight. Um, theirs was a little bit, it was set up quarterly and then they kind of broke it down by um, every other month. Um, so that's your first section over there. The second section is the town staff. Um, the town staff will be providing and supporting 
um, actually it's the town staff and the master planning committee, um, how we'll kind of be integrating ourselves with VEDA and the master planning committee um, on achieving all the items in the timeline and the, and the timeline. And then we've got the last one was the subcommittee. Um, more so of the public outreach since we don't really have, it's okay that we don't have um, the meeting dates for subcommittees, but uh, actually many of the chairs and the subcommittees mentioned trying to set dates. So once you've put all that together, we can update this timeline and add those dates to this timeline. If you do have set dates, if you don't, you your three dates, just give them to us so we can add it to this. And um, so far, we've added the public outreach, which is in the marketing communications plan um, of, you know, of ideas. Um, you know, we know when the Harvest Festival is, we know when Touch Truck is. Uh, I don't have the healthcare yet. You know, the farmer's market, I think I, we, I highlighted, you know, January, I think it goes through January, February, but it's not, it's not that you have to be there every weekend. Maybe we pick one weekend or one committee, it's one subcommittee might want to be there one weekend, another subcommittee might want to be there another weekend. Um, so those are those options. Uh, if we do library, and it's always great to be able to do uh, an educational seminar at the senior center. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, prior to lunch and during lunch, um, and whether like, you guys do it as a committee or you do it as subcommittees, you know, it, those are just ideas. But I mean, senior center is there all the time. The library is there all the time. So um, if you guys get dates, we can update the timeline with those. And I think Dean College actually to have some open public meetings. What's that say? Community yeah. college, open public meetings. More than happy to. With God, I always pronounce it. Uh, all that around? Yeah. Is, uh, is a great sort of meetings and stuff like that, too. Um, I think, Amy, one of the things, and it, it, it's come up several times tonight, that we would ultimately like to see uh, listed on here, and, and I think clarification may need to come uh, based off beta's expectations and where they plan to be at certain points in this process. Um, where within this scale of the, of this, of this, these months would, say, for instance, uh, land use and zoning need to complete their public input sessions? And how many will they need? So for, uh, my suggestion had been at least three for land use and zoning, maybe two, depending on on how much information they get from the first two. Um, but where in here do we ultimately see? Because that's some of the confusion that the subcommittees are having is, okay, when when do we need to have all, all of this done by? And when will we be able, Beta and Barrett, to get the information that they need for the subcommittees? Because it's, as it appears here on the timeline, uh, Beta and Barrett are really spending a large portion of their um, September time doing stakeholder meetings, uh, inventory, assess, assessment reports, data analysis, uh, stakeholder meetings. So according to this timeline, they won't have much of this information available for the subcommittees at least until October or even November mm -hmm. at the earliest. So where does that put the subcommittees in regards to gathering that data, putting that, well, Actually, that brings up an interesting question to the subcommittee chairs. During the time that um, Bader is putting all these inventory and data analysis together in September through October, 
would that be a fair time for each of the subcommittees to put um, a request in to, to visit the locations that you would like to visit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think data collection, while they're doing data collection, we should be doing data public, you know, input collection, as opposed to hammering through the actual objectives, right? Like that right, because many of the objectives are going to be relatively difficult to finalize without having much of the data that being is going to be provided. Mm -hmm. um, which, as far as this timeline is concerned, where would we put that? So, because I'd like to see something in the timeline to reflect when at least the subcommittees can expect to have have that information done. Because August, I see you've got this out to August 24th. Why August 2024? That's, what's it say? Is that final, final? That's 15. That, that would Presentation be, of the planning board is August 24th. Well, that would be like a second public hearing. And complete, that would be the final, final. Um, As best as you can provide guidance within this time, I, I think it's the the exact tool that we need. If we could add some more steps for subcommittees, and they can be loose, right? They just be like generally be and have your hearings and meetings here. But, yeah, if, if you're going to need a, a draft by you know December first, uh, that that changes you know the way mm -hmm. that I schedule. Mm -hmm. To that point, I, I guess I, I just want to better understand what the public outreach, literally the in-person stakeholder meetings, and by stakeholder it could be anybody, we still need that, that list, or public you know, input collection meetings, charrette visioning sessions, whatever you want to call it. Um, it feels like so many questions or forums are going to address so many different subcommittees. So it seems like the input process should primarily be holistic because of the fact that the information we gather, say, say you have a, a meeting, undoubtedly stuff's gonna come up that hits on all, you know, so many different subcommittees or topics related to the overall mass plan, right? Because once you get people in a room or just there's no telling what, what's what's going to happen, right? So, uh, or what's going to come up. And so if, I guess I just want to better understand what the expectations are about the public outreach that subcommittees should be doing versus what is being... Um, what our whole, holistic yeah, outreach. Yeah. That's, that's a fair question. So here, here's my understanding, and we can talk back. Um, I, I think the example that we were looking as a recent success of how to do this was that open space. Uh, and what they did was laid out all the meetings by topic. Now, you could show up to any of one of them and talk about whatever you wanted. But today, we're going to be talking about 
whatever, Delcart, today we're talking about Beaver Pond, how large we're going to be larger than that. And while I think it would be great for all of us to do that, there is some helpfulness in delegating and letting each group get specific and identify what they need, right? So as I think about putting together community service facilities circulation, right, I would do, like we're gonna do emergency services on a day, fire police, like come talk to us about fire police uh, that day. We're gonna do a, uh, roads and sidewalks that, you know, uh, I, I think that's, um, the, at least, yeah, that's how I, I see them. So those are public discussions that, um, are mostly just talkbacks. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, you have to have a focus, right? Otherwise, it, could, it is just going to be open-ended and it's not going to be, like, really effective in gathering information. But are these series of meetings, like, should they be topics that the subcommittee suggests as input topics and maybe that meeting is run by somebody just by default who's the chair running that subcommittee, but it is an open, it's run, it's run by the whole master plan committee, so that way people can still go and participate as a master plan committee member without it compromising the the subcommittee meeting rules of engagement. I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but. Uh, Amy, did you have a comment? Uh, um, yeah, well, no, through the chair, I think as far as subcommittees outreach would be um, a lot of these events, um, as you, we mentioned these on facilities, you might want to go to DPW's touch a truck. You'd be tabling there. Um, you know, being at the senior center, being at uh, maybe Dean College um, for, for other subcommittees. And that's going to be mainly the public outreach. As a full committee, the survey will go out together as a full committee. Um, you know, there's the website access to contact anybody on the committee as well. Um, if any subcommittee wants to hold their own topic specific, as Colby mentioned, um, meetings or reach out to certain areas in town to come join us at the library at 10 a.m. We're going to be talking about this. Subcommittees can, can, you know, choose to do that. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for public outreach um, for, for this plan. So thank you. Jen, I'm not sure if this answers your question or not, but it, it, it would be logistically more difficult to have one large public forum for the whole master plan to address any one specific element at this particular meeting. We are doing three of those later. And, and two yeah, of them later. Yeah. Two of them later. But in regards to a specific element, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's, if there were like, for instance, specific element questions, those are always best served going to the subcommittees to be addressed instead of at, at the larger through the chair, yes. Jim, would it just, I guess, make sense that everyone makes sure if there's something else that comes up that's related to someone else's subcommittee that we actually admit that and make sure we follow up with the chair of said subcommittee so that it's not a point that's being left unaddressed if it doesn't pertain to your specific subcommittee? Yeah, I mean, def I'm definitely, I mean, I would hope that would, yeah. that would happen for sure. And I'm sorry, Eric, one second. And to Gino's subcommittee with the state sustainability, he is, Subcommittee, the sustainability subcommittee is automatically going to have uh, tentacles into pretty much all of the different elements. Anyways, so there's going to be uh, almost something related 
to each element that's part of each subcommittee that's going to fall on the sustainability, they're going to have to pretty much draft their own uh, survey, but still encompassing all of the other elements. And, that, and that's, best, that's best done at a, at a subcommittee level, if that, if that makes any sense. So um, does that answer your question? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I, our committee just covers a lot, and I just don't see any one discussion happening without it affecting parking or circulation or, you yeah. know, it. That's going to come up with time, yeah. Yeah, and it, so it just. Right. Which you, is, I just don't want to be short-sighted in, in it being siloed, no. too siloed, that's all. I understand. Uh, that's going to be a difficult challenge to work out. Yeah. But I, here's the way that I'm thinking about it, sorry. No, it's okay. Before you go on, yeah. did, you know, did you have any questions? I, I, I see you thinking there. Did you have any any comments about that? I don't mean to leave you. I, I Ken's been telling me when you're online, so I just wanted to check in with you. Yeah, Ken, Ken's been great. Thank you for helping yes. when you see me. Raise my hand. Um, I, just one one short ad. This is what I've been thinking about. Um, in searching for the names and coming upon like the Franklin, Tennessee stuff. Um, they had a great example of a public outreach thing that was, it was on their local news, it was on YouTube, and I watched most of it, that was at their local, like a college room, and they had different tables around the room for their different topics and elements. Um, so if someone wants to start talking about sustainability, you can send them across the room over to Gino and company, and that might be a good structure for when we have the big open um, hearings. That was, that was all I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking for Lusami. But that was it that I would add on that. No, I like that. Through the chair, if I may. Um, yeah. That's where I was going to go as well, was like whether these public hearings were formal public hearings or whether they were facil professionally facilitated conversations about the master plan and to collect that input because the tone and the input that you'll collect via those two different mediums are going to be very very different um, and i'm sure we have to do some of the professional you know the formal public hearing processes just to tick the boxes for the exercise but uh, numerous towns do as they're going through these master planning exercises will hold a consultant that will come in and facilitate the conversation have like not just separate booths but to a certain extent, activities to engage the public to collect input um, um, of what's important to them and what they want to do. Do they want a splash pad in town? Where do you want that splash pad? You know, going through those types of, of topics, I think, is really useful exercise. Chloe? Yeah, so a few thousand. I, I just to the to the committee. I just want to be respectful of time. It's about eight fifteen. Oh, that was almost two o'clock. I know that clock's a long time. I'm still up. All right, good. Okay, the, the idea of moderated discussion, which may or may not come, that to me, that like that's whether we pay beta as part of the because that that takes money and facilitation and. We're going to see a lot larger communities have a lot cooler master plan processes that um, some of it which we can emulate, and some of which you know will be out of our uh, budget. And I think 
uh, that's okay. Um, it, in terms of like, at the end of the day, the actual report is going to have overlap in different things. What's been helpful to me is just to think that like my job as part of this team is to facilitate the completion of my section, you know, and, and everything, and I need to do as much public input to get that to be as good of a product as it can be. And as much as I can help others as ideas come up and I can choose with them, or as much as we can work together to be in the same space and collect public input all at the same space, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that, you know, your job is to get the input that you need to complete your group's work. Mm -hmm. That's a fair assessment. Anyone else? To the chair? Yes, sir. Before we have those types of but should we know what we have? Should we seem educated at a table by getting all this information prior to having sit down with the public? Without a doubt, which is why one of the discussions that, as we look at this timeline that Amy's drawn up, we ultimately have to figure out at what point, and as I look at it myself, I'm thinking probably key issues end on the end of January. So it might be, it might be as late as February. We're getting some of this public input because much, much of the discussion, much of the focus, much of the, much of the data uh, won't even be thoroughly vetted until until the end of the year. So more than likely, we're looking at the you know, January, February, March uh, timeline to, to fit in those public hearings. Which is why one of the things we discussed originally at the one of the first two, first and second meeting was to come up with a window between say January and March or January and April, depending on how the timeline plays out, to throw in those public meetings. And it's ultimately going to be at the purview of the, each subcommittee to decide what best suits their time, suits their timeline, and best suits their questions and, and, and at that level. And it, that's why it's not currently on this timeline, but ultimately I would say, and Amy, correct me if I'm wrong, between January and probably between January and April and set up those those dates accordingly. Uh, but I think I think I think December would is too early. And also by having these community outreaches, let's say we have to have an auditorium with several tables mm -hmm. and you get fifty to eighty people show up giving ideas to all folks. Is that a true reflection of what forty thousand people really want now? What, what at one point does the committee take it in their hands and say we're elected, we're appointed, this, will, this is what we feel is good for the future, not a very less than 1% that just shows up because they saw it. They come in and they want to walk around, they get some ideas. I mean, being on the planet for 14 years, I've been involved in projects where 300 uh, flyers were sent out for others, especially in condo units and stuff, mm -hmm. and two people show up. Is that a two, and those two people are against the product, is that really a true reflection of the community? or just two people speaking out. So w when does the board itself take a little control? I have thoughts on that. Well, yeah. hold, on, hold, on, hold on one second. Yeah, I, I, let me try to answer that question for you, Joe. Um, you're right, because the samples, the sample that we're going to get from the public, most of the time is for any kind of survey or, or input that we get. I, I think the last one we did only get, well, the MAPC, Franklin for all, we got several. 700? 
several hundred, yeah. seven or eight hundred oh. people. So the, 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 the sample that we're going to get from the, 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 from the citizens is is always going to be a relatively small percentage. I mean, you can't even get voters to come out and vote at thirteen percent, you know, on any given year. But the facts are that we're we in essence are controlling the master plan. And any input that we get from the public is going to help guide us in making the decisions that ultimately set the objectives for each specific element. And it's not only based off of what the public's going to give us from input, but it's also going to come off of our own professional backgrounds. This is why many of the subcommittees are set up the way that they are, is they're set up with individuals who are professional and they've got backgrounds relative to these areas that will also be able to put in their own input that will help solidify, ultimately solidify the objectives that's going to be in the in the final document. But much of the data and much of the much of the guidance that's going into this document is partly public driven. It's not 100% public driven, it's partly public driven, which is why we're doing the public outreaches. And, I guess what's interesting is our surveys, I've gone to some restaurants where you look and they've got 61 stars. But they've been in business 20 years and done over a million surveys. Is that a true reflection of, oh, I don't want to go there? Yeah, I mean, you can go, yeah. on, you can go on Yelp and put one bad thing in about Glenn Jones, and <laughs> just because one person wrote a bad thing about me, is that more legit representation? In all fairness, you're not wrong, Joe. It's just that we, and I was going to pull up, yeah, hold on one second. Um, I was going to pull up a, a survey that the town of West, the, the town of Westwood, go ahead. I, I think the open space provided a good example of why uh, they're helpful. It's less about, you know, trying to get a sense of what, what are the majority feel, because you're right, that is going to be uh, a good example. But it's a lot about what are the things that we're not thinking about, like what are, and that, that's what was really cool about watching that process was like, all right, we're going to do a day on accessibility. Well, five people who uh, use wheelchairs or other means of getting around had thoughts that the people on the board might uh, have had. Or uh, some, you know, a farmer showed up on this day and they had done a community farming plan and, and um, so they had a thought on that, right? So it's about capturing um, ideas that might, uh, that might not have otherwise come up just in the discussion. But I'll find it and I'll, I'll send it to everybody. There was a big survey that that uh, I believe it was the town of Westwood put together. Um, that was a general survey. It was asking for demographic information. It talked about parks, talked about uh, roads, schools, just general feedback from the public. And that's always something that we can. We can that's kind of the goal. The list of the questions that that we're going to be generating for Amy to, to kind of put together an overall public survey, and, and is, it, is it going to be the, the overarching um, document that decides what the objectives are ultimately going to be? No, it's going to be it's just going to be a guide for us to work off. And ultimately, it, it's, it's kind of our job, and it's within our purview, to reach out to the public in the best of our ability, which is why we're doing so much of the public outreach, to get their input so that we have a fairly clear understanding of what at least a percentage of the population wants to see. Is it going to be, it's going to be 100% of the population? No. 
I'll give an example of my concerns. Like when I was on the planning board, we had a piece of land trying to be developed up on Lincoln Street. And that room was packed with 40, 50 people. Because mm -hmm. it affected them only. Mm -hmm. and, and that turned very contentious mm -hmm. where uh, the town ended up buying it. The town paid $5 million for a piece of land that 99% of the town funding will never use. They catered just to that one particular neighborhood. I mean, that, to me, that was a lot of my taxpayer money that I'll never see. When am I going to walk through that? There's no paths to walk through. There's no parking. Uh, and yeah, but that's it, it's but a, a survey of 40, 50 people <coughs> controls a five million dollar project, but that didn't benefit the whole town as a whole. To your point, we'll sit at council meetings, two, three, four, five, six meetings in a row, and no one shows up, and so we have something that immediately affects them if they're in a butter in some senses and they're gonna be in there making their comments and statements in regards to that item because it's on there, it's on the plate and it affects them. Well, that's it's, it's very common that, that we get concerned them. them. So you don't really get the whole community's feeling. If someone put up an ice cream shop uptown right. and which five is, neighbors says we don't want that, it's gonna be traffic. Which is why the whole rest of the town wants it. Right, which is why we need to get as as broad of a sample. Right. from each specific subcommittee to go out and generate some type of uh, public survey or public input that's geared towards their specific sections so that ultimately they can base their objectives off of the public input as well as their professional inputs. And that's that's ultimately where this Another project I'll just go briefly was the VJs. I, I remember that years ago. That neighborhood fought that tooth and nail. But that didn't reform well, sure. the whole town. I don't blame the whole town. They had some of the worst roads in those neighborhoods for the longest time. So yeah, I, 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 and, they were and to some points that were brought up tonight, there's a lot of underrepresented individuals too. There's a lot of under, under, underrepresented uh, you know, districts, cultures, zones, you name it, in the town that may not even have ever had any kind of say or input to anything. It's kind of our responsibility to make our best efforts to reach out to the general public and get, them, get that input back. So we have a guiding light to go off. But no, it's not ultimate. That's not going to be the deciding factor into what the ultimate object, uh, objectives and goals in the master plan are going to be. But they should be reflections of what the what the, what the public people want. That's our job is to get that input. It doesn't always work that way. No, but that's why we're here. With, that's why we are who we are, uh, and we're all professionals in what we do. We have quite a bit of experience and background, and we've got the staff as well as Beta Merrick to help guide us as well. So ultimately, I think what this document is going to be is a reflection of all of those parts, and, and it's our job to come up with the best possible goals and objectives that are going to meet our future needs. Do we know ideally? I mean, things change. Look what happened just in the past few years? We have no idea what ultimately lies behind out of us for the town. I mean, it, it's <laughs> everything from war to, 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 to famine to COVID, to COVID, to you name it. There's a million different things that can happen, but we can't think about that. We have to think about where do we ultimately want to be, and it's our job to kind of get that feedback, and we will. I think we'll get a positive feedback. But, um, anyone else have? All right, now the timeline. Amy, one of the things I'd like to do between now and the next meeting on September 13th uh, is to start filling in this timeline uh, just to help 
guide the subcommittees. Um, I would look, and Amy, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I would look at the timeline and say, okay, I ideally want to try to plan my public outreach and input between the months of January and April. So for some of the larger committees, um, like land use and zoning, it, it could be one meeting in January, one meeting in February, one meeting in March, or even if necessary, maybe even a fourth meeting in April, depending on how much feedback you get from the first two or three. Uh, for sustainability, that might be just two. For housing, that might be three. So it's really, I'm, I'm gonna leave that up to the subcommittees to ultimately decide that, that, that public outreach timeline. Um, but for a window, I would say between January 1 and April 30. 30 days in April? I never learned a song. So. 30. Okay. Yes. So. your knuckles. knuckles. Huh? knuckles. Your knuckles. It's <laughs> the, the second month that comes up with a song. That's it. Never even learned the first line. <laughs> never learned it. So, um, with that being said, I think we're on a, I think we have a lot to go with after tonight's meeting. Um, having the timeline in front of us is, is huge. Working on that timeline is huge. Um, I think everybody's pretty much got their their plans and where to go next. The only thing I want to bring up, just as a reminder, because I, I did attend, uh, I tried to attend all of the subcommittees just to kind of help out um, getting it set up and everything else, but there was something I wanted to bring up on my screen. Responsibilities. Um, just as a reminder, setting the schedules, providing the schedule with Amy, provide prepare meeting agendas, determine subcommittee communication schedules, determine the roles of each member of the subcommittees, establish new goals as a subcommittee. That's what one I wanted to touch on, and then set up the public input. In regards to the elements, one of the things, and again, I am certainly not going to sit here and say that the, subcommitt the subcommittees have their own purview to set the tone and set the, to set the guiding light. Um, but when it comes to the elements, like for instance, I've just whipped out natural, cultural, and historical resources. Um, in the back of each one of these elements, there are the specific goals, typically one through six, with varying objectives that go with them. Um, one of the things that we did at the uh, Natural Cultural Historic Resources Subcommittee meeting was to go through the open space um, goals and kind of pick through them one at a time um, and say, okay, and Amy, this is actually one of the common questions that came up is how do we know what's been met ultimately as far as the 2013 objectives? Is that reflected in an implementation document. I, I guess what's been burning in my brain 
is say for instance objective you know four one utilize public outreach and media resources advocate for pres preservation protection etc where is that reflected in the 2013 or 2020 update um, that those objectives had been met and, and as part of the previous implementation plan how do we know when we go through these objectives that we can cross this off because it's been done so I think and, and Megan mentioned this earlier so the, the most updated plan is the 2020 plan right. um, that goes through what's been accomplished but as far as open space and natural resources they're actually in a more benefit position because they're, uh, done. The, the, they're done so actually taking the newest open space plan is going to probably be more updated than the master plan 2020 um, but most of the other subcommittees um, with their elements is going to go off of the 2020 plan okay yeah so it does does it clearly and i and forgive my ignorance but does it have it as part of the implementation portion state complete complete and who was yeah, actually responsible it's so it, the, it's it's on the drive the um 2020 updates actually it is is a little bit different than the full master plan they pulled it out has a spreadsheet so they basically pulled out all the goals and objectives put them in a spreadsheet and gave updates on each item so you don't have to read the whole plan to find any of this stuff or go to certain pages it's all in like an excel spreadsheet um when you when you see it so um Is that 20, yeah, no, oh wait, is that it? Is that 2020? Yes. Sorry, I can't yeah. say that far. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a comment for the chair. Yes, Janelle, go ahead. So I, I took that 2020 spreadsheet from the Google Drive, and I just color-coded it, so anything that was marked, marked complete, sort of color-coded, and we could, I could see in the land use what was left and open. Um, but it color coded for all the elements, so I can repost that um, to the shared drive, so people can at least see from the 2020 update what's open and what's Thanks, presumably That's closed. Awesome. Thank you, Janelle. Yeah, that'd be great if you could do that. I appreciate that. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So I'll send a, uh, so just as it was pointed out by Amy, uh, this is on the town's website. I'll show you where it is. Uh, it's part of the master plan document and departments. Community development, master plan. Does this, is this? You actually have, you actually have master plan under boards and committees too. You go directly under boards and committees. Okay. Two ways. So, oh. yeah. so is this one right here? And it's in Excel and uh, on the drive. It's in Excel? <laughs> on the drive. All right. So uh, everyone's homework is to go and review this part of tonight's meeting as well. And you know what, what's been checked off. And uh, Janelle, thank you for doing that work and, and taking the time to put that to, the, to our shared documents. I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. Any other discussion items? Motion to adjourn. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Roll call. 
producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.